right, y'all, get ready for another edition of News and Trends with your host, Dave and Lynn. Welcome, welcome, welcome to News and Trends with Dave and Lynn. This is David Coker, one of your hosts, and um, probably your favorite host, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm the marketing specialist, uh, event planner, uh, promoter, you know, you name it, I do a little bit of everything. And I'm on here with the, he's going to say he's the good guy, but I'm going to say I'm the gooder guy. Uh, Mr. Leonard Young, what's going on, guy? Hey, Dave, everything is good. This is Leonard Young, CEO of National Black Guide, DelawareBlack.com, Black Media Specialist, and the most popular person on this show. Dave, how you doing, number two? Uh, I'm good, man. I'm good. I can't complain. Um, yourself? I'm good. No complaints. You know, just another another hectic week to add to these weeks flying by. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, well, we're going to try to get through this week. And, um, you know, we got a uh weekend uh where you know we got a a big wedding going on uh with our dj mr dj tim dog um yeah you know so this is gonna be this is gonna be event in itself just to see happening (laughs) you know so you know yeah it is so yeah so dave Dave, huh are, are you gonna cry at the wedding um I'm I'm probably gonna put it on TMZ so that the, oh everybody knows. <laughs> you know, no, I'm I'm worried about him crying. I think he's gonna be the one crying at the wedding. So, uh, are you, okay, well, you you want to place a wager on it? I place a well, wager that he does not cry. Uh, I, you know what? We could we I, I might take you up on that. I might take you. Up. I think I think he's gonna cry. All right, um, Dave, I need. I, I need you to make sure he don't and listen look, to this even show. If, even if it's not a full, even if it's not a full outcry, I, I think I'm going to see him wipe his wipe his you know eyes a little bit, you know, because tears are coming out. Okay, so we 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 shall see. Okay, all right, we'll okay. see. We'll, see. well here, here right. Dave, don't 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 let him listen to this show beforehand, and then he uh, <laughs> you know purposely <laughs> cry or purposely not cry. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. And 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 just for everyone listening, that's that's tears of joy and happiness. Yeah. Just yeah. if we did not yeah, clarify. That, yeah. It's not because um, she had a gun to his head or anything like that. No. Nothing like right. that. Right. So okay. All right. Um, so we'll go. We'll we'll see what happens um, with him. But anyway, um, here we are. Uh, I think the weather's supposed to hold hold out for us on that day, right? I believe so. I believe Sunday may be a little bit different, but you know, now, now you almost have to look at, look at the weather every day because it yeah. changes every day. Right, right. So, okay, all right. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, otherwise, uh, here we are. Get ready to do another show. And I think we got some good topics for you today. So I think we're going to go ahead and get started with the show, right? Sure. Yep. 
So Dave, um, the first topic is um, talking about a former teen mom and her son both graduate together at Georgia State University, I believe in Albany, Georgia. And, you know, I, I just thought it was a good story because, you know, nowadays, nowadays it may be a little more um, acceptable, but, you know, probably years ago and maybe not too many years ago when there were um, girls or women who had children in their teenage years, you know, a lot of people counted them out. You know, a lot of people, you know, kind of thought, you know, oh, you know, oh, well, th there goes their life. And um, so, you know, I thought this was just a great story. Um, so this lady, her name is India Thomas. Um, through some unfortunate circumstances or maybe fortunate circumstances, um, she did become pregnant at a young age. Um, her family did not support her decision to keep the child. And she actually ended up in a homeless shelter with her child. So, you know, fast forwarding to now, her and her son, they both graduated from Georgia State University on the same weekend. Thomas was her bachelor's degree and her son with an associate degree. Um, he had a dual enrollment uh, at Georgia State through his high school. You know, you remember we talked about Delaware State had a, uh, Delaware State Early College High School. Right, right. So um, this one was in um, DeKalb County, Georgia, but it was DeKalb County Early College Academy. So, okay. you know, I, I just thought it was a, you know, a feel-good story. Um, hopefully, if we're listening to any, you know, any women who are teenage mothers and are successful, or maybe not successful yet, you know, they just know that, you know, being a teenage mother doesn't hold them back. And hopefully... For any parents who um, have a child who happens to, you know, get pregnant or have a child in their teenage years, that life is not over for them. So, um, Dave, what what you think? I think it's a great story, and I think the fact that they showed their due diligence and wanted to do this together and and be able to pull this off that I, I think it's a great story. I see in the story that. Um, he was studying uh, psychology, so I ain't mad at him. That's my, <laughs> you know, that's what my degree was in. So, right. Um, I just think that um, the these days, you know, with the way that the schooling is, and there's so many options for you to go to school now. You know, there's commercials on all the time about these, you know, schools that you can get your degrees, you know, online and all this kind of stuff. So. If you're a person who always wanted to go back to school as an adult and um, and and get your paper, it's so many opportunities out there for you to get it now. And it's always special when you see a story like this where, you know, you had a, a parent or a grandparent go back to school and, and get their, you know, get their degree or get their, even their high school diploma, you know, because um, that always makes for a good story. And it just shows the determination, you know? Yeah, so Dave, let me ask you a question. Do you remember when you graduated from college? <laughs> Do I remember? Yes. <laughs> okay. 
Do you remember what did you do after graduation? Did you go out with your parents? Did you go party? Did you like no. hang out with friends? You know what? It was it was so anticlimactic for me, man. It really was because see, I had I had dropped out of school for two years, and so when I mm-hmm. went back, um, I went back to night school. I didn't go back on campus. You know, I um, um, so I went to the University of Delaware. Um, there, they had a campus called Will Castle back in the day, and I used mm-hmm. to go to that campus. So I would go to work and then go to school after work. You know what I mean? And um, it was, you know, it was it was, a, it was hard life, man. It really was. It was a struggle. So when I finally got the degree, I remember taking a look at it. And I said, "Finally, I got this thing." But I didn't do anything special. It was not that um, big of a deal. Um, my mother was happy about it. That was, you know, but we didn't do anything special or anything because that degree took me um like seven, almost eight years to get, man. So, I would say but, I was right behind you, but I was right in front of you. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying, you know, and, and if it, now, of course, if I, if that was, now I probably would have been probably different about it because it's a you know seems to be a bigger thing now than it was back then for me. So, um, I don't know. Uh, and of course, at that time, you know, uh, I had started having kids and everything, so you know, it was it was you know it was it was a struggle, man. It really was. Right. Hmm. Okay, and the only reason I asked it, can you imagine graduating from college and your mother also graduating at the same time? And I was trying to figure out what you were doing when you graduated, because if you said you went out and partied, I was thinking if your mother had graduated at the same time, would y'all have gone out and partied together or that just been too weird? If I had a cool mother uh, that and they, that was something that she wanted to do. I probably would have done it. Yeah, I probably would have done it. You know, um, you know, um, mothers are different now. You know, they you got a lot of cool mothers. You know, you look at TikTok, <laughs> all you see is the mothers dancing with the kids and and you know doing stuff with the kids. You know, on their TikTok. So, you know, it's it's different now, man. You know, it really is. Uh, would yeah. you what would you do would you be, go out and party with your mom um no i would not <laughs> yeah. quick 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 and easy answer nope <laughs> what if she wanted to go out and party and she wanted you to come i mean i already know she wasn't because she, she wasn't even that type of person so uh, she was she know. wasn't that type of person okay now i i know that after graduation, we would do something like maybe we go out to dinner or, you know, something like that. But, you know, I know she wasn't a party person. So um, once the nine or 10 o'clock hour rolled around, you know, I, I, I would have to hit up my friends and we go celebrate my graduation. Uh, she turned into a pumpkin or something at that time. huh? Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, well, this is a great feel-good story. I mean, I think that um, it worked out well for the both of them. And, I mean, hey, look, 
you know, got, got them some notoriety. Hey, we're talking about it on News of Trends, you know. Uh, so it's a great story. Um, and, I, and, I'm, and I always like hearing stories like this. Okay, awesome. All right, so Dave, moving on to our next story. And this one is always interesting. Um, let me just, so Dave, I actually switched this story up. We had something else that was listed, but I'm going to switch it up. So this is one I, I heard. Oh, look, look, we, we got DJ Tim Doll right there. <laughs> hey, hey, Dave, tell Tim, whatever he does, do not listen to this show till after the wedding. Not not in a bad way, but just tell him, don't listen to it after he can't the wedding. Hear you. You, you hear that? I, I just came in to say what's up to my man. What's going on, Lenny? How are you <laughs> Good, good. Just stop by, because I've got some business to take care of, but I want to holler at my man for a few minutes. Y'all doing the show. I'm going to catch up with y'all later. I got to go. <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 hey uh, Tim, we, we, yes, we, um, from, from everybody in news and trends, even though it's coming up, we want to wish you, um, we want to congratulate you. And I guess we'll officially congratulate you uh, next Tuesday. I appreciate that, man. Thank y'all so much. Talk to you later. Peace. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. I so I, I, I told you. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yep. So I was going to say, um, everyone listening to News and Trends, Dave and Tim are cahooting to win my money. I, I feel it. <laughs> he just happened to walk in your office. See, look at that. <laughs> DJ anyway. Tim Dog. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. What okay. So so anyway, this was a story that came out a couple months ago, but I, I see it's gaining traction. Dave, you might have heard about the Dave. Have you heard about the N NAACP issuing a travel advisory at telling black people not to go to the state of Florida because Florida is openly hostile towards African Americans, people of color, and LGBTQ plus individuals? Have you heard this? No, I have not. This yep. is news to me. Sure. So they, they talked about it a, a couple of weeks ago and um, in an official press release from NAACP, they're saying that because of um, Governor Ron DeSantis's aggressive attempts to erase Black history and restrict diversity, equity, and inclusion programs, they're telling people basically, Dave, if you're Black, don't go to Florida. Wow. Wow. Okay. And um, is that any part of Florida? Yep. So they are saying the whole, because, you know, of course, he's the governor of the whole state. So they're, they're saying the, the whole state of Florida. Um, one of their chairs, Leon Russell, says, once again, hate-inspired state leaders have chosen to put politics over people, Governor DeSantis and the state of Florida have engaged in a blatant war against principles of diversity and inclusion and rejected our shared identities to appeal to a dangerous extremist minority, which they're probably talking about the, um, well, Dave, what, what do they say? The most dangerous uh, group to America is white supremacist? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, long, long, yeah, long story short, they're telling black people um, Florida is not welcoming to you. It's not safe. And they're actively attempting to erase our history.
So it is it's definitely very interesting. You have any comments regarding that? You there? Yeah, Dave. You have any comments? Okay. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. We I, I went I went out there for a little bit. Sorry about that. Um, now, I, you know, we go to Florida. That's what's so interesting. Um, I don't know what to say in reference to that. Um, <laughs> I wonder if that's going to hurt because you know we got the cheap flights to Florida from from you. <laughs> you know, I know. <laughs> so, Velo Airlines. Uh, yeah, that's right. I mean, um, and this is a guy that supposedly is supposed to be making a presidential run, right? Uh, so they say yes. Yeah. So what does he think is going to happen with him saying things like that? So, I mean, obviously he must not care. I mean, you know, he, he, he would definitely a Trump supporter. And maybe, maybe a right he hand played. man. He was. Yeah. Because you know them um, two, them two are not vibing with each other these days. Right. So um unless it's all a, a coup to try to sway the vote a certain way. Um well wow, that's that's that, that's deep. That's that's real deep. I don't even know what to say to that because we go to Florida. I mean, we yeah, we, do. we go there. I, I mean, I think it's hard. I mean, you know, I think people are going to do what they want to do. But, yeah. you know, at least saying it publicly, to be honest, I don't think it changes anything that Ron DeSantis feels. You know, what, no. whatever he's been doing, he's going to keep on doing. Yeah, I think it, it, it's, you know, because, I mean, there's certain places we're not going to stay out of when it comes down to Florida. I mean, we know we're yeah. going to go to Miami. You know, right. we're going to go to Orlando. I mean, you know, those two places are the places that we probably spend the most time in anyway. Right. You know, so. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I don't know. DeSantis, man, he's, he he has kind of gotten bold in, in the last couple of years, you know. So we're going to, you know, let's hope that he doesn't get himself in some kind of trouble. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. So, yeah. um, you know, just, just something to kind of keep an eye on. Um, I don't have any immediate flight scheduled to Florida. I don't know if you do, but. Uh, no, 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 okay. no, no. I don't really, I mean, you know, I, I've i been, I've been to Orlando. I've been to the Keys down there in Florida. I've never been to Miami. And that, that is still something I wanted to do, but I don't know. I'm scared to go down there now, you know, <laughs> with, with him talking like that, you know, so. Right. Um. But I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see what happens. So, yeah. Um, okay. All right. Well, you got that. You got that, DeSantis, for now. We'll see what right. happens. Yeah. So, uh, fool around. Look, DeSantis is going to fool around and end up in Long Beach, Long Beach hanging out with Snoop and them guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. Um, all right. Let's move on to our next story. Uh, oh, is that you? Yeah, 
right? Yeah, the um, so that is you, is the movie air review. Oh, you're not doing that. Okay. All right. Um, okay. I just wanted to bring this up. I uh, saw a great movie and of course people have talked about it and I just wanted to bring it up because I, I and I'm, I guess I'm bringing it up for in a twofold kind of way because it's a very interesting story, but I also wanted to also just kind of um, bring attention to um, how you and I always kid about um, miss out uh, missing out on certain investments and stuff like that you know opportunities and so forth and this is one of those type of things this movie ha um, deals with um so the movie air is a movie that's on um prime now it started out in the theaters it's on amazon prime now um and it's based on a true story um um with um let me see it's based on the two story with ben affleck and ben affleck and um um his partner uh, matt damon uh, did this movie together and it's about the about michael jordan um um when michael jordan signed his contract with nike now, unless you've been under a rock, anybody that knows anything about Nike knows that Michael Jordan basically has been the face of Nike since he joined Nike. But this story is um this movie is a, a movie about how everything came together and what caused it to happen. Um, I thought it was very well done. Um, Sonny Ficaro, who was um, kind of the mouthpiece of Nike, um, was charged with trying to find an athlete who would help to propel Nike into uh, the stratosphere as far as sneakers was concerned. At that particular time, back during the early 80s, uh, Adidas was the number one sneaker and Converse followed closely behind was um converse and when you look at it um nike at the time was probably only selling 17 percent of sneakers to athletes and so forth you figure that you know 17 percent considering what we know nike sells now you know, because Nike's probably right. the most popular sneaker now. So, but they were only selling sneakers to tennis players and um, runners. That's all that that's all was wearing their sneakers at the time. They wanted to get into the basketball uh, arena. Of course, back then, Magic and Bird were the big Converse guys, and Adidas had everybody else. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, so um, and. Um, there was a big NBA draft, um, a draft that had a lot of potential superstars in it. Charles Barkley was in that draft, um, Hakeem Olajuwon, you know, but all these guys were, you know, Nike was trying to find the perfect person in order to put their, put them in their sneakers. Um, Michael Jordan was also in this draft and 
Vicaro thought that Jordan would be the perfect person. Of course, he got a lot of opposition about it. Jordan also was opposed to the ideal because Jordan was an Adidas person himself. He wore Adidas everything at that time. They said that he would never get them. Well, without going through too much of the story, um, what made me, what, what the big focus on this movie, what made me really like the movie is what Nike did in order to try to woo Jordan. And they knew that if they went straight to Jordan, they wouldn't be able to get Jordan to flip, you know, to leave Nike. Because Nike, I mean, Adidas, to leave Adidas to come to Nike. Because Adidas had made him an offer already. And they just knew they were going to get him. So when you want to get something bad enough in life from somebody and you can't get it from them, who do you go to to talk to? You go to the parents and get the parents to help out. So Nike went against the rules and talked to his mother. And it was his mother that helped to close that deal. Mm-hmm. Now, good, what good I was woman. making a yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, she she knew exactly what she was doing too. Now, when you think about it, though. We talk and why I said the investment thing, and how you and I always talk about missed out investment, um, missing out on investment. Just think, if they, if this Sonny Vaccaro, who believes so strongly in that Michael Jordan was his person, if he had listened to everybody that told him Michael would never change, or or come with them, look what they would have missed out on. Because think about it. No other athlete that they were looking at would have had the, the the appeal that Michael Jordan had. No other athlete. Michael had the swag. Michael was the perfect person in the in the, in the time. When they first made their first basketball sneaker, they made you know they broke all the rules for basketball sneakers. You couldn't have so you know the colors had to be a certain way, and everything had to be a certain way. And they broke all the rules. They had to pay. Every time Michael wore those first Air Jordans that had all the red and white in them, mm-hmm. they had to pay a fine every time Michael wore those in a game. Damn. Which was every game. <laughs> so um, but that's how much they believed in him. Um, of course, we know what went with the you know, Michael ended up having his own line with them. And, you know, he's made over $400 million from just his line since he signed with them. He was the first one to not only sign with the sneaker company, but to get a part, uh, get a deal that was anything that was sold with his name or likeness on it. He got paid for. Nobody else had that deal at that time. So this just tells you the how smart. And all this was not Michael's doing. This was mm-hmm. his mom's doing. His mom did that. She's the one who worked that deal. So it's a great story. It's a great movie. It's one of these type of movies that really tells the truth about a lot of stuff that you probably don't know about. I keep telling you. One of my other favorite movies that kind of does the same thing as the movie The Founder about McDonald's. Mm-hmm. This, you know, 
these two movies really tell you a lot about making a good deal, believing in what you're selling, and then just working and making it become like the biggest thing ever. And that's what they did. So I just thought it was a great movie. I think I totally recommend it to anybody that's listening to go and check the movie out. And and what I loved about the movie, they don't even the movie's not even focused about Michael. I mean, Michael, there's a guy who's posing as Michael, but you know, mm-hmm. you don't know, you know, he's not talking or anything in it. So right. gotcha. you know, so that's what would made it so cool because they made the movie about everything that you needed to know surrounding it. Right. So yeah. So I just thought it was a great movie and I just recommend it to anybody. Every now and then I like to do a movie review. So that's my movie review for this one. Great film. Rotten Tomatoes gave it great scores. Everything was good about the movie. So gotcha. Okay. Understood. All right. And of course, y'all know you haven't seen it yet, so he never watches anything, folks. So I just thought I put that out there. Yeah. Too too busy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, this is the next Michael Jordan right here, people. All right. So anyway, <laughs> so like I said, check the movie out when you get a chance. All right. Moving on to our next story. I thought this was interesting. I kind of came across this the other day, and I just thought it was really interesting about uh, where we are in our lives nowadays, especially after coming through the last three years, you know, with a pandemic, you know or some people will consider a plague, you know, type situation. So, but uh, this story is about black Americans see the biggest shift away from faith. And let me just, let me just read this right quick. African-Americans are among the most devout groups in religious, I mean, religion research, often outranking other demographics in arenas like religious practice, attendance and belief. As a result, some predict predicted that a young young blacks, black adults would resist the moves away from faith seen among white millennials. Um, even with all the shifts in the faith landscape over the past several years, black Americans remain more religious than other groups and more likely than the average American to stay in the tradition and they that they were raised in, according to a massive report released by Pew Research Center last year. But black nun, um, but black nuns are growing, with three in ten adults in the US claiming no religious affiliation or surveys. The rise of the nuns have touched every corner of American society. What they're talking about, the nuns meaning non-believers. Right. Over more than a decade, the share of Black Americans to say that they have no religious affiliation has risen more dramatically than whites, Hispanics, or Asians. But But looking beyond that statistic, we see much more nuance um, views of black religion in the United States. So, so with that being said, there was a chart that they kind of put up that uh, says share who were nuns in 
2008 versus 2020. So this chart goes up to 2020. And then on this chart, they have at the bottom white, black, Hispanic, and Asian. And they got the principal colors as a blue and a, like a gold or a rust color to represent. Um, um, 2008 is the blue, 2020 is the other color. And um, you can see that um, in 2008, 22% of all Americans who participated in the cooperative election study indicated that they were atheist, agnostic, or described their religion as nothing in particular. Just 12 years later, the share of nuns rose to over 34%. When that rise is tracked across different racial groups, different patterns emerge. For instance, white respondents tracked the national average nearly per, uh, perfectly with 23% in 2008, rising to 34% in 2020. Among Hispanic respondents, there were, was an increase of 11%. But for Asians who were already the highest levels of religious unaffiliation, it was much more modest at just 5%. So without getting too deep into the numbers, it's just showing that we are starting to um, kind of move away from having a certain, um, a certain, um, um, affiliation towards any particular faith. And it really is um, tough because um, I think the pandemic really kind of destroyed a lot of people's hopes and, and, and faith when it came to, you know, believing that something like that could happen and so many lives be lost during that particular time. I mean, if you follow where I'm going with this. Right. And so it, it kind of changed a lot of people's beliefs as far as um, how they felt about it. I mean, there was even a change in, you know, doing from 2008 to 2020, there was even a big change as far as um, people attended church as well. There was a big drop off between the whites and the blacks. Um, and, uh, you know, because there's another chart in here, it just shows how big of a drop off it was about going to church as well. Um, so what, what, what do you think about all of this? I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised. You know, I think when social media and all that, you know, I always thought, uh, you know, just as far as religion in general, it's hard to believe in religion when we were not treated fairly by the people who claim religion, so. Okay. Um, anything else? You sound like you were going to say something else. That's why. That's why. I said, no, I, okay. I mean, you know, I, I just think it. You know, I just think it's hard. It's, it's almost like a um, a sign of the time that you know less less people are going to church i mean I, I i don't know how to explain it but i believe that and i kind of wonder if it's um kind of also goes with 
you know, have churches adjusted to the modern African-American person, to the modern Black person, you know, like, you know, it's almost like, you know, back in the day, people would work jobs forever, retire, you know, now people are switching. So it's like, even if people are switching churches, like are churches doing enough to keep people in the audiences? And overall, I don't think they are. And, you know, just with Black people in, in general, you know, a lot of us like to be flamboyant and, uh, you know, kind of out there. So it's kind of like, okay, when I feel like the Black pastors are more, are some of them are flashier, you know, with their money than some of the white ones. And I think it turns a lot of people off. I, like, I, um, I agree with that. Like, uh, what, what, what was our boy in, from Brooklyn, Bishop? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, can't uh, I, his name I, I know, but yeah, we did. How many stories did we do on him? About two or three. Yeah, Bishop, Bishop Lamore Whitehead. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, likes to be seen, and you know, and real flashy. Yeah. Well, and this is the thing because I know when I was coming up, you know, you spent a lot more time in church when, and especially when I was a kid, um, especially if you went to a Pentecostal type church or 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 a Holiness church as they would call them back in the day in some Baptist churches, you spent a lot more time in church than you, you know, like two, three times a week, you were in church, maybe four or five sometimes. Nowadays, you're lucky if you get to church one day. Yeah, one day. So, um, so I'm just saying that we just have to try to figure it out as far as church is concerned and, and, and see where people are going. You know, it just looks like it's a different story these days about the whole faith and people don't, you know, it's not as big as deal as it used to be. So I guess we have to keep an eye on that. Uh, how do you feel about that? No, I mean, I agree. I mean, it, you know, I, I don't feel like it's priorities. So I know my parents went to church. Well, actually, my mom did not. My mom was off and on. My dad started going later. But I mean... I don't go to church on the regular. I know you go to church on regular, very involved, and you can probably see the amount of older people to younger people. So, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. my church is basically an older church, you know, and the young people that we had there, they all, you know, we we might see them every now and then, <laughs> you know, so that's it. Right. You know, so. All right. Well, we'll, you know, if, for those of you that are church goers or, you know, um, you can let us know how you feel about the whole thing when it comes to, especially with African-American and faith, you know, so let us know what you think. All right. Uh, moving on to our next topic. Um, <laughs> for those of you who are, who ha might have um, a Hyundai or a Kia, I thought you might enjoy this story. Says Hyundai and uh, and a Kia. I mean, uh, a Kia. What am I talking about? Hyundai and Kia plan to pay a two hundred million dollar settlement after a viral TikTok challenge caused a massive car theft. Did you hear about this, Leonard? Yeah, I mean, it, it's been going on for the last two years. Yeah. So, um, and I I did hear about this too. Um, um, so, you know, there was a video that was being shown on TikTok that showed how easy it was to steal a Hyundai and a Kia or a Kia. And now 
it has uh, resulted in the car makers agreeing to pay a $200 million settlement. And people's cars were getting stolen left and right, weren't they? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah, and they were showing, there was, and, and, video, there was video yep. of it. There was video I, I, I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, of course, you know, with them putting that out there like that, you know, um, you know, people's cards were getting stolen left and right. And, and so, of course, it caused them to pay attention. And now there's this big story about that um, they have to pay out all this money, $200 million to the people whose cards were getting stolen and everything that it reported. Um, yeah, could you imagine, you know, what was going on? And why why was it that these companies were not able to do anything about these cards being stolen? Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. I, I think it was one of the things where, um, you know, the ones that are out there, like, you, you can't do anything once it's out there. Yeah. Well, that was just like, you know, people were stealing Hondas for years. I mean, you know, Hondas was always one of the most stolen cars ever. And you no know, matter what Honda seemed to do, the cars were still getting stolen. Um, you know, people, you know, and I guess um same thing was happening with these cars, but now now there's gonna be, here we are our favorite word, reparations for it. <laughs> you know, right. so you know, um, so uh, hopefully that would be a deterrent. Um, in some kind of way to the people that was doing this. But, um, you know, I just thought it was interesting that uh, that the people finally, you know, that they did step up and, and had to um, come out of their pockets for the money. Right. So, yeah. So I just thought it was an interesting story for those that own these, these cars. And hopefully that they, they are, um, you know, gonna get this money you know because that whole word you know we've been talking about reparations for, for like the last few weeks or so you know until somebody actually gets some money i know my even my pastor talked about the whole reparations thing in california that we talked about recently um, right normally when you know well hopefully it would be the people who deserve the money as opposed to the people who just happen to get in at the right at the right um at the right time so we'll have to see um um okay all right and moving on to our very last thing which is dave's corner which is um leonard's favorite thing i'm gonna keep it simple this week i didn't want it. leonard said i questions so i figured i'd keep it simple this week so the question this week, because Leonard doesn't like to answer certain questions, people. Um, so the question this week is, if you could hang with a superhero for a day, a whole 24 hours, who would it be? So for me, I'm, I'm going to make it simple. I'm going to hang with the Black Panther. Wakanda oh, forever. Man. Okay. All right. All right. You know what? I ain't mad at you. You know, uh, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, I, I, you know, yeah, I, I ain't gonna argue with that. That's a good one. I'm not. I'm not even gonna argue with that. That wasn't my choice, but that was a good one. That was a good one. Mm. Um, and why would you hang with? Well, what about you, Dave? 
Wait, why would you hang with Tatawa? Well, first of all, first of all, they have vibranium. Like I, like I, 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 I got to see that in person and and see what the effect of that. And you know, I just thought it was cool how they ate those little uh, mushroom like things and it gave them the strength of the Black Panther. So. Okay, just like a black person trying to get higher. Anyway, um, <laughs> you know, so, all right, well, you know what? I thought about this long and hard, and I thought about the obvious people, you know, Superman and Batman and those type of guys, you know, so. But, you know, I would like to hang out with Wonder Woman. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, because I want to, look, I want to fly in the invisible jet. I want to, I want to see what happens when she, well, long as she don't use the lasso on me, I'm good. Um, you know, don't, don't use it on me. So mm -hmm. I'm telling the truth about everything. I ain't trying to do that, but I would just like to hang with her just to, to hang with her, you know, because I ain't right. worried about, I, I know she can protect me, <laughs> you know, so I ain't got to worry about getting beat up or anything like that. So, and plus, I just think it'd be interesting. She could take me to her home so we can go hang out with her people. I, I wouldn't, uh, you know, that wouldn't be. It <laughs> <laughs> would be hard shame, for me shame, to do, shame. you know. <laughs> you know so. But no, I just thought it would be good hanging out with Diana Prince. So that would be cool, you know, so. But I just thought that put that, I uh, just put that out there. So you people, if you have your own guesses of who you would want to be with for a day with a superhero please feel free to let us know so um here we go um well that's it for the show today i guess um look we had a little bit of everything in here I had cameo visits and everything today, yeah we did so, <laughs> so but yeah. uh we want to we want to take the time to thank you guys for listening to us today um and um we will be back with you on Friday doing our weekend roundup and we can go from uh, and then get ready for the big wedding over the weekend. So yeah, get ready for right. the weekend. DJ see, Tim see, see, see if he cries. But anyway, so with that right. being said, <laughs> <laughs> with that being said, we're going to say good evening and we'll talk to you soon. next week ladies and gentlemen for another edition of news and trends with your host Dave and Lynn